welcome to episode 183 of Board Game Blitz, a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to figure out how many steps there actually are in producing an episode of a podcast. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, it's our seven-year anniversary. First, we discuss a couple games we've played recently, Phantom Inc., Fiction, and My City Roll and Build. Then, we are pulling back the curtain and giving you all the details about how an episode of Board Game Blitz gets made. And now, here are your hosts, Gamby and Crystal. Before we get to the main shenanigans, we are doing a live stream this weekend. If you are listening to this episode when it comes out, we are celebrating our seven year anniversary with a seven hour live stream on our Twitch channel. Woohoo! Yay! Basically, we're just going all out for the seven year anniversary. Mm-hmm. We're doing a bunch of different things. And yes, this Saturday, the 20th, from noon to 7 p.m. Pacific time. I am going to be live streaming on our Twitch channel and Ambi has pre-recorded a bunch of clips that I'm going to be playing throughout the stream. So it's going to be both of us, but just one live and one slightly (laughs) less live. So there is going to be play along games that the chat can play along with me. I'm going to be trying cool flavors of Kit Kats and a whole bunch of other shenanigans are going to happen. So I really hope that if you all are Twitch users, you stop by the stream on Saturday. I'm just basically going to be having a seven hour long celebration party, like love fest extravaganza where I'm just happy the whole time. And that's fun to watch. So come check it out. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And then we're going to have another live stream next weekend or like the weekend afterwards on Sunday, May 28th at 8 p.m. as part of Tabletop Live Network. So Tabletop Live Network, TLN, you've heard us talk about that a lot. It's a marathon of a bunch of different board game streamers streaming. And so we will be streaming Sunday, May 28th, 8 p.m. Pacific time, 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah, we're closing out the marathon. We're the very last oh, stream yeah. of the marathon. So mm-hmm. we have not decided what game we're playing yet, mm-hmm. but we'll give you a little spoiler and that the theme for this month's marathon is space games. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be a fun marathon, y'all. Yep. Recently, I played Phantom Inc., which is a party game published in 2022, designed by Mary Flanagan and Max Seedman and published by Resonim. We've mentioned Phantom Inc. on the podcast before, but I finally got to play it. (laughs) My group and my husband really likes party word games like team games and cooperative word party games. So we like Decrypto, Codenames, a bunch of other ones. (laughs) But Phantom Inc. reminded us a little bit of Decrypto, but like more accessible, like easier to learn. Yeah, Decrypto is a really fun game, but (laughs) It is so hard to teach. (laughs) Yeah. So in Phantom Inc, you have two teams and they're both trying to guess the same word. So there's one person on each team called the spirit who knows what the word is. And they're writing down answers to questions for their teammates. Their teammates have a hand of question cards that can be useful and can be not useful. So like the question cards are like, what country is it used in? Or like, if it were a food, what would it be? Or something like that. And so you give the spirit two of your question cards and then they pick one and then put face up the one that they don't pick. So the other team will know which question they didn't pick, but they don't know what the question they're answering is. And your team knows the question they're answering. So you have more information. And then the spirit is going to write down the word, the answer, like one letter at a time, but your team can stop them at any time. So they can start writing, like if they're trying to write the answer chair or something, they go C and then they wait and then they go H and then you can stop them at any time. And so like your team is like, oh, I know they're saying that. So stop. And then the other team is like, what could that be? I have no idea. (laughs) 
Yeah, because without the context of what the yeah. question was, the answer is very ambiguous. And sometimes even with the context of the question, the answer is ambiguous. <laughs> like, I'm really bad at this. But yeah, like, eventually, somehow it works. Like, we ha- we've never had it where no one guesses the right answer. Like, eventually, people guess the right answer. There's, I think, up to eight rounds of both teams going. And if, like, you get all of them, then both teams lose. But we've had people guess every time, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but yeah, like, I enjoy it. But I think for me, it's easier to learn than to crypto, but it's harder to like know what's going on kind of like with the words. It's harder for me to understand because even when I'm on the team and I know what the questions are, like I just have a couple of letters. I'm like, I don't know what that, what they wrote. <laughs> and so, and it, or if you think they know what they wrote, but then you're on a completely different track because like CHA could be chair or chain or something else. Chase <laughs> like, lounge, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, sometimes they're making like a multi-word thing and it's like, oh, it was that. It was toaster oven, not toad. Okay. Um. <laughs> I want to know what question has the potential answer of both toad <laughs> and toaster oven. It was <laughs> what a uh, similar size to this object. Oh. And so we were thinking it was toad. Who would pick a toaster oven though? <laughs> like if you're going to say like something along those lines, wouldn't you just go bread box? Because that's like the classic, like, is it bigger than a bread box? <laughs> like I know true, bread huh? boxes are not common now, but like in games, that is so common. I don't know. A toaster <laughs> oven is a weird choice. <laughs> yeah. So we were confused. <laughs> and then like you see the other team's few letters and you don't know what they are at some points in the games you can like have someone add one more letter one time we had lui for what superhero is it closest to and so we thought it was luigi (laughs) but it wasn't it was luisa from encanto and so like then he added one more letter s and everyone's like oh what (laughs) everyone thought it was luigi so it's really hard to know what's going on, but somehow people end up guessing. And I'm just really bad at the game. It's also hard as a spirit to, as you've heard from our examples, it's hard to pick words that are clear in the answer to the questions to your team without being confused for other ones. When I was a spirit, it was monocle was the word. And then so they asked like, what does it need? And I'm like, oh, a chain. And so I was like, C, H. And then I realized, oh shoot, that could be seen as chair. And they're going to think it's chair. <laughs> After I started writing the word, I was like, oh shoot, that's not a great clue because it could be ambiguous but eventually they like they were between either chair or chain I think they were thinking so it kind of got them there (laughs) what's interesting is when you said the question my first thought would be eye like an eyeball (laughs) yes well I didn't want to so like I also don't want to like give something that's too obvious obvious for the other team yeah (laughs) so and that one that one would be like if you write (laughs) ey unless it's like eeyore I think that would be like the only other thing right because you want to be ambiguous for the other team because like like, yeah, if you have the answer I, it, you don't really need the question to know <laughs> that that has to yeah. do with it. Because a lot of times the other team is thinking, oh, and then that word could be that and that word could be that. And those all match the thing we're thinking of. So I want to play more and try to get better at it. I've lost every time I'm the spirit. Well, I think it would be really fun if you and I played this on stream at some point. Because oh. now that you have it, we could get a the shared Google whatever thing where you can draw. So we could literally mm-hmm. like hand draw the letters in that document. <laughs> and just have people say stop you know yeah I think it would be fun to play on stream because there really isn't anything aside from the question cards but like you and I each have a copy of the game so Mm -hmm. as long as you and I were the spirits back and forth yeah that'd Hmm. be fun so yeah that is Phantom Inc 
All right, well, I actually have a couple of small games to talk about today. First up, I will discuss a word game that I'm also bad at, Amy. We'll continue the trend. (laughs) You all have heard me wax poetic about how much I love just about every game that is published by the company formerly known as BoardGameTables.com, now called All Play. And they recently did their very first game that was not put on Kickstarter. And this one went direct to Amazon. Supporting Jeff Bezos, not necessarily the best thing, but I love their games and I love word games, so I bought it. And Fiction is the name of the game. It's designed by Peter C. Hayward. It is a Wordle-inspired game. And I know some of you are thinking, ugh, Wordle, like that's so over and gone. (laughs) Yes, it is, but stick with me here. So in Fiction, you can play with anywhere from two to eight players. We played it two players. One person is the guesser and the other person is the librarian. The reason I emphasize lie is because it is spelled L-I-E. Librarian. If you've ever played a deduction game like Mastermind where you're trying to guess a sequence of something and the clues you get back all a wordle are either this thing is in the right place, this thing is present but in the wrong place, and this thing is not there at all. It does work exactly like that. So you're guessing five letter words but the thing is, when the librarian gives you back the information about your guests, they put exactly one lie in there. So they write down Mm. what all of the correct responses would be on their little hidden board, and then they chose to modify one of them. So they can lie in any way they want. Like, it could be the thing's in the right place, but they tell you it's in the word in the wrong place, or it's not in the word at all. And so deduction skills are very important here. Like, not just word game skills. Like, deduction is very important because over time you're going to get a bunch of different clues over different words and you have to piece that stuff together. I'm not good at the deduction part of this one. (laughs) I was staring at this giant list of words that I had guessed and all of the clues and oh my gosh, Kathy was just laughing like very nicely as friend laughing at me the whole time because I just could not figure it out. She was able to guess her word against me far better than I was able to do it. But honestly, super fun. If you are a person who enjoys word games, whether that's Wordle or otherwise, or you like deduction games, honestly, I would recommend this one. Like I said, supporting Amazon and Jeff Bezos, I know that's not like the best, but comes in a small box. It's a fun game and I really enjoyed it. Well, I just added it to my want to playlist because that sounds really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I honestly, while we were playing it, I was like, Ambie will really like this. (laughs) And also, here's a little bonus for y'all. I am playing planning on playing this during the live stream this Saturday with the chat. I am going to be the librarian and chat is going to be guessing, which I think with all of chat against me, chances (laughs) are they'll probably be pretty good at it. But who knows, maybe I'll be able to stump them. All right, next up is a game I was so excited to get and play for the first time. My City Roll and Build, designed by Reiner Knizia, published by Cosmos. So this is the follow-up to My City. My City was a flip and fill game, and this one is called a Roll and Build game. So it is a very similar style game, but instead of cards determining what polyomino shapes you're going to be writing on your sheet, this one has done 
dice that you're rolling that will help determine what those shapes are. If you are familiar with my city, you will be able to pick this one up and head in very quickly and very easily. It has a lot of similarities to my city in how it works mechanically. For those of you who are not familiar with either game, in my city roll and build, players each have a sheet of paper that they will be writing on, they will be drawing polyomino shapes onto, and it is a campaign style game that you can play in a non-campaign way. So there are 12 episodes in the box that you can play through in order. They provided a bunch of sheets for each episode in the box, so you could play them as one-off games very easily as well. You roll the dice, and the dice have these little white squares in the four quadrants of like a face of a die, if you split it into four like a window, and some of them will be filled in white and some of them won't. And then there's a little gray pip kind of along the edge of one side of the die. When you roll the two blue dice, you put the two pips together and that tells you what shape you're going to draw. So it's mm. interesting because it makes for a lot of different varied shapes, but you don't ever know which one is going to come next. So it's a little less predictable than My City because of the dice rolling. Mm -hmm. The campaign starts very simply. You're basically just trying to play stuff on your sheet. You're trying to score points for not covering up trees on your sheet. You're trying to cover up all the rocks and basically fill in as many squares as you can. As you progress through the campaign, more mechanics will get added. So you'll be placing different types of buildings or you may not place a polyomino building at all. You may draw a different type of thing. They'll incorporate wells like we're in regular My City. I haven't played through the entire campaign yet, but basically it scales both the complexity and the difficulty as you go. Starts off ridiculously simple though, so I think it's nice because it makes it really approachable. Like you start off easy and just add things slowly as you go. This one is great. I don't own my city. I've just played it in other contexts before and I am so happy that I have this one now. I want to finish out the campaign and this one would actually be a fun one to stream as well potentially if I could get copies of the sheets for people to play along with me. You know, Reiner Knizia, he's designed a lot of games, y'all. This one's one of the good ones. So at least in my, in my opinion. So yeah, I think it's basically just now coming over to the States like it was in Europe first. So I don't know how widely available it is yet. Hopefully it's very widely available. So yeah, if it sounds like your jam, pick it up. I would recommend it. And thank you to Cosmos for providing a review copy of the game for me to check out. You know what I rarely hear podcasters talking about, Ambie? What? Actually, I know the answer because I know what we're going to talk about, but what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing along. I really do appreciate it. I don't hear a lot of podcasters talking about their process and how they make their podcast. I'm sure some podcasters do this. And you know what? Honestly, I bet there is a podcast about podcasting. That has to exist somewhere. Probably. Yeah. But... <laughs> We have never really discussed our process and how we make the episodes of Board Game Blitz that you all listen to. And so we thought for our anniversary, maybe that would be something that you all would enjoy hearing, both how our process has changed over the years. And really, we've kind of settled into a pretty good groove. And so at this point, I'd say we have it down to a science, mostly. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we got we got a pretty smooth groove, but sometimes we're just like a little behind schedule on doing it. So we're just like, because we have it down to such a smooth groove, we can relax and just be like last minute on everything. That's true. We did used to record stuff much <laughs> yeah. farther in advance than we tend mm-hmm. to do now. That technically is a more dangerous way to do it because heaven forbid, if one of us were to fall like seriously ill like, with the flu mm-hmm. or something when we needed to record an episode, I mean, I would power through. Like I would hate it, but I'd power through. You would too, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I did record when I had COVID. Yeah, you literally just did that. So, But yeah, like I like that we record closer to when we release now because yeah. if there is something relevant or timely that we want to discuss, mm-hmm. we have a better opportunity to do that. We don't tend mm-hmm. to discuss a lot of like board game news or happenings in the industry, but I like that we could if we wanted to. Yeah. And then also it's better to talk about games that we like just played recently because then also when the episode comes out and then people start talking about the games, it's like, okay, I remember talking about that. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, that a lot did, of times like that I That used to be a problem, right? Yeah. Although to this day, you and I still always will be like, have we talked about this, this game before? And we will not remember at all. Like yeah. it is wild to me how the episodes leave my brain almost immediately <laughs> like, right after, after we, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know why that is. I'm not choosing to like forget them, but it's mm-hmm. really difficult to remember past episodes of the show. I'd like, aside from like general themes and things like that. Yeah. Even the episode that we just record, I usually forget about it like right after. <laughs> and then I'm editing it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what we talked about. <laughs> When we first started the podcast, I used to listen to every episode twice. Mm -hmm. So you do the editing. So obviously you're Uh hearing everything multiple times, sometimes, Mm -hmm. depending on how the editing goes. But for me, you would post the audio Mm -hmm. to our private Facebook group that we have. And I used to listen to the draft of the audio and basically Mm -hmm. like give you the okay. And then when the episode came out, I would listen to it again. Uh I won't lie. I don't listen to it. (laughs) at all anymore (laughs) like I when we started the show I loved listening to the sound of my own voice I was rare most podcasters wow yeah (laughs) most podcasters hate listening to themselves Uh and when the show started I couldn't get enough of me (laughs) like how conceited am I I don't know but I used to love listening to it especially because like we would say funny things and I would laugh Mm. at it like it's like I said that why am I laughing at myself but I don't know I guess if you can't amuse yourself what can you do I used to get the drafts done earlier too lately my drafts have been like right before (laughs) like Wednesday night I have the draft up and it's published Thursday morning right so I basically um, just click the like on Facebook I'm like (laughs) I acknowledge that this was posted but I don't listen to the draft because I trust you at this like early Mm -hmm. on obviously we were less familiar with one another and we were still Mm -hmm. getting into a groove and so having multiple ears listening to the thing helped I remember I did have some like feedback on certain episodes early on things we should take out or things like that but yeah basically you are a very good audio editor and so at this point I'm like as long as the recording went normal which it always does then it's off to you and I trust you with our baby I think Toby used to listen to the draft too early on and he doesn't I don't even know if he listens to the podcast anymore at all So I know a bunch of my friends, my board game friends listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. Like Greg and Kathy always listen, I think. Which Greg and Kathy, I love y'all. Like for <laughs> reals. Because like nobody in my family listens to the podcast and ever has at all. My partner doesn't listen to the podcast and he's a <laughs> hardcore board gamer. But he doesn't even <laughs> listen to it. So I guess that's kind of good because then if I game with any of those people, I can just talk.
talk about them <laughs> freely and not worry about it. But thankfully, Greg and Kathy are amazing. So I would never have anything bad to say about them. Even if like, yeah, like they're the best gaming buddies a person can have. So let's do the rundown of mm-hmm. how an episode of Blitz gets made. We're, we're doing that how it's made show, but you know, less video showing you things on assembly lines, basically. Although I was thinking of doing like a vlog of behind the scenes sometime because I saw Foster the Meeple do one last month or something. And that was really fun to watch. I would be down to do that. Like we could do that at some point. You know what? Hey, <laughs> y'all, if you actually want to see our process live in action, let us know because if you're not interested, then we don't need to do it. All right. So first, well, actually, like, there was also the whole setup of the one-time setup that we did, like, setting up the website, the podcast feed, stuff like that, which I don't actually remember <laughs> how to do it. Because Toby actually set up, like, the website. He wanted to do it from scratch. So we're not hosted by, like, Libsyn or any of those podcast sites. We're just, like, self-hosted. Toby, like, set up stuff because he likes making website stuff for fun. So he set it up. And then now we can, like, use the website. And I use that to upload each podcast. So it, like, does magic. <laughs> and and get, distributes to all the podcast things. <laughs> it's it's really neat how that stuff works behind the yeah. scenes. And yeah, you and yeah. I are not as technically savvy as Toby. <laughs> yeah. But basically, yeah, yeah, the website has an RSS feed and like all the Apple podcasts and like Stitcher, Spotify, like all those are linked to the RSS feed. And we had to like sign up for those too, right? Like yeah. some of those we I had, had to, to sign up individually. Applications, yeah, for some of those. Yeah. But now they auto update once I update the website. But first, for each episode, we pick a topic okay first we usually schedule the date well that's it it kind of depends right yeah (laughs) but like picking a date is probably yeah first like when are we recording and for us at this point we almost always tend Mm -hmm. to record on sunday evening Mm -hmm. just a few days before the podcast comes out so that is our normal at this point but sometimes we'll shift it around a little bit like if we have family in town or if we're doing a game day or Mm -hmm. if i have a migraine because that happens more often than it should so there are reasons why we'll move the recording session but yeah Sunday nights almost always yeah because of schedules and kids <laughs> yeah basically yeah and then for topics sometimes we are plan ahead of time and have like a topic that we thought about and we do have a list of like <laughs> yeah. topics that we've we're like oh maybe we've we should talk about, about this yeah. at some point and so like we have a list mm-hmm. and we'll pull from that list occasionally yeah but then like some of those take more research ahead of time and then <laughs> Sometimes we're thinking like the day of recording, oh, we didn't have a topic. And they're like, okay, we can't do that one because we haven't, we need to research more for that. So, but yeah, we pick up a theme eventually. We have a Google Doc that we use. It has like the theme ideas in there, but then also we have like a little template with our intro and outro and sections for like recently played and the thematic segment and stuff where we can write down the notes for the show. We write down the theme notes and then like we write down what games we played recently. Yeah, the only parts of the show that are scripted did are mm-hmm. the intro, yeah. the outro, and if I do an etymology segment, which I know those are mm-hmm. kind of few and far between at this point, but I mm-hmm. script those as well because I don't mm-hmm. want to mess up the details and it's very yeah. detail heavy. Yeah. And then for recently played, I personally sometimes have notes and sometimes don't depending on the game or and if I wrote up notes beforehand, but it's not like scripted. It's just like bullet point notes for me. What about yours? I almost never write notes okay. for recently played anymore. I will sometimes pull up the BGG page just to like, yeah. Make sure I have like the designer and Uh the publisher at a quick glance, especially if it's a game I haven't played in a little while. I can Mm -hmm. kind of read the description and be like, oh yeah, okay, that was it. Just to refresh my memory. But typically we Mm -hmm. are talking about games we've played super recently. So I almost Mm -hmm. never need that anymore. Yeah. So then after we pick the topic, we email Great Fox Games because they're our sponsor. 
Woohoo! And, uh, yeah, shout out to Gray Fox. They have been sponsoring us for how many years now? Like uh, a, a lot. lot. Yeah, I would say, just guessing, I would say probably at least five. Yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, like we talk about a game from them at the end of the episode each time. So we need to see which game they want to talk about. And you'll hear what game we're talking about at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, and it, I, like our sponsorship, when we set it up, it's a little different than a lot of podcast sponsorships because when you hear ads in general in podcasts, they tend to come at the beginning or in the middle of the episode because that basically mm-hmm. guarantees that the listeners are going to hear them. And because our episodes are so short, we didn't want to have ads mm-hmm. up front because it just felt like too much. And so yeah. we negotiated with Gray Fox and agreed to just have something in the outro. That works really well for us. We always have the discount code in the outro now too. If you're not listening to the outro, you're missing out on a very, (laughs) very cool discount code. Just saying. They've gotten benefit out of that, I believe. They've Mm -hmm. said people have used the discount code in the past and this year's is even better than last year's. So (laughs) I hope that a lot of people are taking advantage of that. Go get yourself some Champions of Midgard, (laughs) y'all. The other thing we do before we record is the show notes, which I already talked a little bit about, but usually Crystal figures out, she writes the intro and outro stuff, figures out the less time that it takes to do something and then a little parody in the outro. I literally will just pick songs and make Ambie <laughs> sing them. And it's so much fun for me every time, especially if it's a song Ambie hasn't heard. But then yeah. it's neat because like Ambie will message me after the fact and she'll be like, oh my gosh, I listened to Flowers by Miley Cyrus yeah. and it's so good. <laughs> So I'm helping introduce Ambie to music that she may not have otherwise known. Yeah, because I don't listen to music that often. And I love music, like, so much. (laughs) I would imagine our listeners, if they've listened for a long time, I wonder if they can tell how much I love 80s music, because I do tend to dip into the (laughs) 80s more often than not. Oh, Mm -hmm. and at one point during the podcast, I never said this publicly, I don't think, but I was coordinating the episode number with a song from that year when we were in the 80s and 90s and like in that area I was literally Mm -hmm. looking up songs from that specific year and picking (laughs) one of a song from that year as the parody I never said to anyone that I was doing this and I'm (laughs) sure no one ever figured that out but I did that for a long time and then the numbers got into areas where it got way too difficult to do anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) I remember that all right and then the actual recording happens which we are doing right now (laughs) Yeah. So we meet via video chat Mm -hmm. and we have a quick discussion, usually about 10 or 15 minutes before we actually start recording, Mm -hmm. where we just make sure all of our I's are dotted and our T's are crossed. Mm -hmm. And we also at that point figure out if we there are any announcements we need to make at the top of the episode. We don't plan for those in advance because obviously if they're timely announcements like about live streams and things like that, we may not know about them in Mm -hmm. advance. So we always do that right before we record. Sometimes if they're super timely, we might have to record it like separately and put it in later. Has Future Ambi popped in anytime uh, recently? Not recently. Future Ambi had to pop in a lot more in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we recorded further ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, we record now through Zencaster. So we used to meet through Skype and then we had a backup recording that we recorded through Skype. But now we use Zencaster.com. It's like a podcast recording website <laughs> where you can record with multiple people and it records different tracks. 
So we use that for the backup audio and we each record in our own computers using Audacity, which is a free recording software. So we have like the backup and then our own audios, which is slightly better quality, just in case we lose one of the audios or something. Or like if someone's audio gets messed up, then we have the backup one, which I have used. Like I remember using the Skype backup before. I don't know if I've used the Zencaster backup yet. I don't think so. I think for the record, sometimes audio issues are unavoidable. That stuff just Mm -hmm. happens. It's not anybody's fault. But when we were newer, it seemed to happen a little bit more often because we were just less familiar with the equipment. When we started the podcast, I was terrified (laughs) that we were going to lose an episode. Like we record it and then it would get corrupted or deleted Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like not anybody's fault, but just like through some random thing, it would go away. And that Mm -hmm. has never happened. Knock on wood. Yeah. One time I closed out of my Audacity and clicked no to the save, but then I had the backup Skype. So (laughs) that was like the closest it came to losing it. And I was so scared. (laughs) I was like, oh no. Well, and there have been times where like way back when where I didn't realize that in Audacity, it was recording from my like webcams microphone instead Mm -hmm. of like my good microphone. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't notice. And so when you listen to the audio, you were like, uh, it's bad. (laughs) Because webcam (laughs) microphones are horrible. (laughs) In that instance, I think the Skype was actually better. better, And Skype audio is not good either. So (laughs) I'm happy we don't use Skype anymore. It used to give Mm -hmm. us so many headaches. Like every time you would get on Skype, like it would change your settings or it would need an update or it would make Mm -hmm. you log back in and like, oh, hated it. Yeah. So if you're thinking about podcasting remotely with someone else, then we recommend Zencaster. Yes, don't don't use Skype. Just don't. Yeah. <laughs> so we record the whole episode segment by segment, mm-hmm. typically in order, the way you hear it in the episode, oh. aside from the intro. The intro mm-hmm. we record last. And this was a tip given to us sometime before we started the show at all. I don't mm-hmm. remember who, so I can't give credit. But someone said, don't record the intro first, because then if the discussion kind of changes or shifts as you're having it, then mm-hmm. you can modify the intro to match. So we always yep. record the intro last and I have had to modify it sometimes because yeah. our discussion will go in a slightly different direction than we were thinking mm-hmm. it would which I think is really neat so yeah we record the intro last and then after we finished the intro we usually record some extra nonsense at the end for our <laughs> Kofi supporters that get the unedited audio and it's fun every time <laughs> There's usually nonsense in the middle too sometimes. That's true. There's Yeah, because they're getting the unedited audio. So if we screw up, <laughs> if you think that it would be interesting to hear the unedited audio, you can go support us on Ko-fi. The link is in the show notes and you can support us for as little as $2 a month. So it's a cheap way to support our show and you get lots of cool perks actually. We've got a little, a few other things on there as well. Yeah. After we finish recording, we say bye. And then Crystal uploads her audio to the Dropbox for me to download. She saves it as a WAV file because that's the best quality. Although like I end up saving the podcast as MP3. So I don't know like how necessary it is, but (laughs) whatever. So like then I edit the audio. I do that in Audacity as well. So I have the Zencaster audio and then Crystal's audio, my audio, and I I line the tracks and then I, I have to do the unedited audio. So like I actually edit the unedited audio a little bit. I like change the volumes, normalize the volume levels so that they're similar and then like take out the background noise, which is like something that I just do on all the audio tracks by default. And then I upload that unedited audio. So like I export that to MP3 and then I edit it. For the intro and outro, I just like take the previous Audacity file and then I have like the intro and outro tracks, the music, and I copy those over and like the bumpers. And so then I just like move those around for the new one. When I'm editing, 
editing, I try to take out like all the ums and pauses and stuff. It takes like a few hours to edit an episode probably. And then while I'm editing, I can add in label tracks in Audacity. So I add in like the game names and like the segment names as a label thing. And you can export that label track and it has the timestamps. That was a tip that I learned, I think from Mile High Game Guys or something. Because before I used to like listen to the episode again afterwards to get the timestamps, but now I can like do it while I'm editing. So I don't have to listen to it again afterwards. So then yeah, I finished editing the audio and then I also do video for the YouTube version. The unedited audio now for Kofi, it, ha it has to be like a video too, I think. So I upload that to YouTube. So I just like make it on YouTube. For video, I use DaVinci Resolve, which is a free video editing software, which is really nice. For video, I, I just do like the game box for recently played and then like the title of the thematic segment for the rest of it. Because <laughs> some people listen to their podcast on YouTube. So that's why we have that. So we have a YouTube channel for Board Game Blitz podcast episodes. Yeah, it is separate from our other main YouTube yeah. channel. We yes, used to have YouTube them all YouTube does not like podcasts. We used to have it on the same, but it like killed our YouTube channel. So <laughs> because YouTube like algorithm does not like having podcasts with regular videos. Which is wild <laughs> because like you would think, because YouTube cares about how long people stay on the platform, right? Like that's one of the things mm -hmm. they care about most. And I would imagine if you are listening to a podcast, you're staying on the platform longer than the average user. So yeah. it seems odd to me that they would not enjoy well, that, right? Like, I guess like less people listen to the podcast though than the other videos. So like they don't click on it as much, which makes the other videos not get recommended as much, which makes like everything just yeah. not get seen. So the YouTube algorithms are <laughs> ever changing and fickle. But yeah, after I do that, I'm kind of simultaneously when I'm like exporting things and editing that, I also am making the show notes on our website. Those show notes get copied over to Board Game Geek because I make a blog post and then also on the YouTube description for that one, I have the show notes there. On our website, I have links to all the games. So that's actually like the longest part for the show notes is like putting the links in for all the games. I have links to the games on BGG. So if we talk about a lot of games in the episode, because I, I have links to the games that we talk about during the thematic segment too. <laughs> so then I have to link those. So I have BGG and then the website is scheduled. The YouTube is scheduled. The unedited version on Kofi is scheduled. I also make promo materials, like the, the YouTube title page is like, I make a little picture for it, which is just a template. And then I put in the game names and the title and the number, episode number. And then I have like the little social media post that we do, which has, it's like the same thing, but little animation. <laughs> so I send the, the social media one to Crystal and I also send them to Gray Fox Games now so that they can um, promote the episode when it goes live. And then the day of, I double check to make sure that it got out. Cause once, like the way our blog, on their website works. We have like podcast, YouTube, or blog is the type of post I can make. And it has to be podcast to add to the RSS feed. Otherwise it doesn't get added because like it's a podcast RSS. So like once I didn't do podcast and it didn't post, I was like, oh no, what happened? So now I always like double check that I did podcast and then I check the morning of to see it posted. And then I like post the Board Game Geek blog and I like tell people in Discord that the episode is released. Crystal, you post links on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Is that it? That's it for now. All the relevant social media places as, you know, these new social media sites are popping up because obviously Twitter is a drowning ship at this point. Then we will probably move to those platforms as needed. We're not trying to like flood everybody's feeds, but there are a lot of people who don't use certain platforms. And so we want to make mm -hmm. sure that we get to as many of our listeners as possible. Like, hey, a new episode mm -hmm. came out today and this is what it's about. 
And yeah, then we have a podcast discussion channel in our Discord. So often after an episode comes out, some of the lovely Blitzketeers will respond to any questions we posed at the end of the episode or just give their general thoughts and feedback. And I love that. I love discussing mm-hmm. the episodes with people in the Discord. So if you're not part of our Discord yet, it's free. You can just join it. Link is in the show notes. Come hang out with us. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, that's basically it. That's how you make an episode of Board Game Blitz. I know this is going to be a long episode, but you know, it's our anniversary, whatever. Ambie, when we started the podcast seven years ago, honestly, I don't think we had any idea how long the show would go, how Mm -hmm. long, you know, if it would work, like whether we would really enjoy doing it for a long period of time. And Mm -hmm. I will say there have been moments through the years where because of whatever was going on in my life or other things, like I've had moments where before a recording session, I was like, oh God, like, I just don't feel like recording the podcast. (laughs) But then every single time Ambie and I get on video chat without fail, we have fun every time we record the show. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what else is going on in my life. If I can get my butt to the computer, then (laughs) like it's always a good time. So I figure at least for me, as long as I'm enjoying this, Mm -hmm. then I feel like we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I like it too. Editing sometimes. (laughs) Oh, I can imagine. Especially now because like I was saying how it like I'd post it on Wednesday night because like with my kids and stuff well on monday nights i stream on my personal twitch channel on tuesday nights i have game night so wednesday night is like my free night so that's when i can work on editing it otherwise i do it when my kids are in preschool but then sometimes i'm like i have to prep lunch or like go shopping get get groceries or something so that's why it's harder to get it done ahead of time but i like it when i'm able to edit and have it ready before wednesday night because then it's like ah <laughs> i can do other stuff now, but you are a superhero you are amazing and you are the reason that we've been able to do this for seven years. I think you really hold up the behind the scenes part of the show. Mm-hmm. Like you are the glue that keeps everything behind the scenes together. And I know I tend to be more social and active publicly. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where we've fallen into our roles is like, yeah. I'm mostly handling the like interacting with people and mm-hmm. things like that. Although you've gotten way better at that over the years for the record. Like you oh, were I really okay. shy when we started, but you're, you're definitely better at that now. But yeah, you are the reason that this show happens. And so I appreciate you very much. And I appreciate you for like being the talking to people person. Because that's not (laughs) something I usually enjoy doing much. And I love it. Yeah, you you want me to say some words to some people? I'll do it anytime. (laughs) Well, it's been seven great years, y'all. And uh, we don't know how many more we've got, but I don't see an end yet. So uh, hopefully y'all are still along for the ride with us. And thank you all for supporting us over the past seven years. And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for more content and links. This episode was sponsored by Gray Fox Games. Coming soon to crowdfunding is Prophets of Doom, a card-drafting city-building game where you become a doomsday cult founder trying to build their compound and recruit followers. And don't forget, you can get 10% off any order at grayfoxgames.com, including promos, exclusives, and upgrades not available anywhere else by using the code BGBLITZ2023 at checkout. Join the Blitzketeer community on Discord for game nights, discussions, and more by following the link in the show notes. Support the show by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you like us a lot and want to support us monetarily and get some cool perks, check out our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash boardgameblitz today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Kobe Mountain. Until next time, celebrate Blitz times. Come on. Bye, everyone. Seven-hour live stream on our Twitch channel. Link is in the show nuts. I just said show nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
oh no, this is going to be one of those episodes. (laughs) Okay. Maybe show notes is like a donut. Um, Yeah. A donut. (laughs) Like, okay, so a cronut is a croissant donut. What would a show nut be, though? Like, I don't know. A a donut for show? (laughs) Maybe it's it's a donut with a a waveform. <laughs> or no, like the the show food that they have in the windows, like the plastic food. It, it's a show nut. So, <laughs> oh, so the fake donuts yeah, in the window the are show donut. nuts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we took this in a very wholesome direction. For the yeah. record. <laughs> and then Crystal, you post the links on Twister. Twister. <laughs> that, <laughs> you post it on Twister. Yep. Sure <laughs> do. That game. Um, 